Welcome back. On this episode of Deeper Life, Pastor Stephen shares on being under God's glory. Listen and be blessed. And draw me close to you. And never let me go. Oh 
sanctifies us we worship you the one who separates us unto yourself we worship you thank you Lord what an honor and privilege it is to worship you hallelujah we thank you thank you hallelujah hallelujah thank you that you make a way thank you that you open the door thank you that Lord you open 
impossible situations turn impossible situations around hallelujah we thank you because your word says those who put their trust in the lord will never be put to shame lord we thank you hallelujah we worship you worship you worship you worship you we thank you lord hallelujah oh we thank you we thank you the god of miracles the god of miracles thank you jesus tonight lord the god of miracles one touch from you is all that we need you're the answer you're the answer to our questions thank you that you're the answer to our lives we thank you lord hallelujah to the one who sits on the throne and under the lamb be blessing and honor glory and power hallelujah ancient of days we worship you the giver of god of life the giver of glory hallelujah the glory and the lifter of our head thank you jesus hallelujah lord we worship you worship you worship god is for you god has a plan for you god has a purpose for your life hallelujah these are days that he is stirring our hearts to walk with him stirring our hearts to be focused on him stirring our hearts to understand who he is in the midst of us how great and awesome is our god how great and awesome is our god hallelujah we worship you worship you worship you worship you worship you worship hallelujah thank you lord we worship you tonight oh god pray that you would manifest yourself in the midst of us manifest yourself in the midst of us lord thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah i want to read to you a scripture from john chapter 14 the bible says in verse 21 jesus said he who has my commandments and keeps them it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and manifest myself to him jesus said i will love him and i will manifest myself to him these are days that uh, uh you know god not only wants to love us god not only wants to do uh you know wonderful things in the midst of us but god is also desiring that he will manifest himself in us you know we are living in times where um you know uh, knowledge has increased in the world uh, there are many things that have increased uh, there's a lot of information we live in a very informative world uh, we live in a very knowledgeable world we live in a world where you know there are so many things uh, that we are hearing all the time uh, with social media news channels there's all, always a lot of information and um, we live in a world where knowledge is power but for us as god's children um it is the knowledge of god that is power for us as god's children is the anointing of the holy ghost that is power for us as god's children it is the manifestation of god in the midst of us you know um god does not just um is not only affecting our mind but god is also affecting our hearts when god touches us our mind becomes transformed uh paul writes about it romans chapter 12 and verse 2 he says be do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind transformed by the renewing of your mind paul says to the church at rome he says your transformation is when your mind is transformed he says your transformation is when you begin to think in another way you are touched so deeply by god that your mind changes you think in another way you begin to decide 
in another way. You carry yourself in another way. You move into the things that are ahead of you in a transformed way. And I want you to know, my dear brother and sister, these are days that, that God wants to remind us that, uh, you know, God is transforming us, transforming, he's touching, you know, his, he, he needs to touch us so deeply on the inside that we are transformed because our mind has transformed. The word repentance, Jesus preached it, the disciples preached it, the apostles preached it. Uh, we see it all over the, the Bible in the New Testament where the Bible says, where Jesus said, repent and be baptized. Repent and be converted that your sins may be forgiven. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, repent. The word repent means change of mind. Change of mind. One of the things that are so vital to us as God's children is to understand that, you know, when God touches you, you and I have another mind, another way of living. When the power of God comes upon us, when God puts his mighty hand upon us, that is when our reactions change. The way we do things change. Our actions change. One of the amazing things, uh, you know, uh, about, uh, uh, you know, what, what the Spirit of God does. Uh, if you turn with me to Galatians chapter 5, we, a very familiar scripture. Um, uh, the Bible says like this, you know, the fruit of the Spirit. And it says, the fruit of the Spirit, verse 22, is love. You begin to love in another way. Is joy. You have God's joy inside of you. Peace. You are very peaceful and your peace is not dependent on your circumstances. Long-suffering. Suddenly you become, a very, you, you become very patient. You, bec you, you, are, you are so settled. You're so grounded, rooted. You're no longer insecure in your life. You're no longer, uh, you know, um, uh, pressed, pressured. You're no longer struggling. You are more rested, you know. You are uh, more patient. You, 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 it's, it's, a, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's another way of living. It's another way. Or it's another character that we pick up from Jesus. Long-suffering. Gentleness. You know, we become... Very, very gentle. The way we speak, the way we behave, we become very soft. We are no longer hard. We're no longer pushing and, you know, uh, being very hard. We become very soft. Gentle. We become very gentle. Kind. Kindness. You know, we become very kind to people, you know. People love to be around us. People love to, uh, to talk to us. People love to, uh, you know, be there for us. People love to uh, be around us. They feel secure when they're with us. They, they, they feel nice. They feel so happy because of kindness. Goodness. You know, our life becomes all about being good. Faithfulness. We become very faithful to God. We're not having ups and downs, highs and lows. And then self-control, you know. There's not something else that dictates my life. It's not something else that controls my life anymore. I am in control of my life. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Jesus said, if you love me, I will come and manifest myself in you. Jesus said, if you love me, I will come and manifest myself in you. If you look at John chapter 1, beautiful scripture, John writes something amazing about the glory of God. You know, he says in John chapter 1 and verse 14, speaking about Jesus, he says, The Word, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us 
and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten son. He's saying this word, Jesus, he became flesh and he dwelt in the midst of us, among us, and we beheld. He says we, we were under this glory. We saw this glory. You know, the manifestation of Jesus is the manifestation of the glory of God. You know, when Christ is revealed to us, we are under the glory. When Christ is manifest to us, that's why when we read the word or when we sit at the feet of Jesus, God begins to speak into us. And when God begins to speak into us, when his word comes to us, the word, when the word is manifest, we behold the glory of God. So what it is to be under the glory, what it is to be under the ministry of the glory of God, what it is to sit under the glory of God, what it is that these disciples experienced that you and I can experience today as God's children is when we sit under the ministry of the Spirit of God. When we sit under the manifestation, Jesus said, if you love me, I will come and manifest. Something happens. You know, you begin to see an expression of God revealing himself through us. And the Bible says, we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 17 and in verse 24, Jesus said, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. He says, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. Be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. Be with me. One of the important things for us as God's children is to come to a place where we are with him. Where we are with him. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Spirit of God constantly keeps us in tune with Jesus. The Spirit of God constantly keeps us in the place where Jesus is. We are governed by him. We are led by him. We are, uh, you know, the Spirit of God is upon us. He's in us. He's with us. And what is it all about? So that we can behold the glory of God. Tonight, God wants you and me to experience that deep moment, that deep uh, uh, time with God that the children of, that the disciples had, that people who walked with Jesus, you know, they experienced the glory of God when Jesus was ministering, when he was praying, when he came and walked in the midst of us, they knew something was different. They, they, they could not but be under this glory. They could not but experience this awesome, wonderful presence of Jesus. That Jesus says, you and I, as God's children, can experience it. Psalms chapter three, and in verse three, look at what the psalmist says, Psalms three, and in verse three, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. David says, you, O Lord, are my shield 
and my glory. He says, this is what keeps me going. This is what it is about my life. This is, what ha- this is how I go about with my life. You are my glory. You are the one that shines upon me. You are the one that is revealed upon me. You are the one that, that keeps me. You're the one that preserves me. You're the one that protects me. You're the one who is always with me. And you are the glory. You are my glory and the one who lifts up my head. He says, if at all I'm able to look up, if at all I'm able to face life, if at all I'm able to move forward, if at all I'm able to go move on with my life, it is because of the glory of God. My dear brother and sister, that is exactly what you and I need today. If you need to face life, if you and I need to face our tomorrow, if you and I need to face the uncertain world that is before us, if we are, you and I need to face the challenges of life, if our need, children need to face the challenges of life, they need to experience the glory of God. It is the glory of God that will keep our face up. So many things are there today that come to take away and to break us and to destroy us. But the one thing that will keep your face up, David says, he's the one who lifts my face. He's the one who lifts my face. Countenance, countenance. You know, the countenance of our face changes because of the glory of God. The countenance of our face changes because of the glory of God. Because of the glory of God. If you look at uh, 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 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and in verse 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and in verse 6, Paul writes something very powerful. He says, For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What is Paul writing here? He says, God commanded light to shine out of darkness. You know, today there are many dark things through which we, lie, we, 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 we walk through. There are many things that come. But for us as God's children, you know, in the midst of all the challenges of life, all the dark things, all the difficult things, all the mountains, all the sicknesses, all, all, all uh, defeats, uh, challenges we face, you know, one thing that will keep you and me walking through all of those mountains, through all of those valleys, through all of those dark things, through difficult days, through challenges, through unexpected things in our life is light in the darkness. What is that light? That light is the glory of Jesus. That's what Paul writes here. This this light that shines in my difficult times, this light that shines in my dark days, this light that shines and pierces every darkness is what the Father commanded over our lives. It's what God has commanded. What has God commanded? God commands light in darkness. Are you with me, my friend? I want you to capture it. It's not, you know, we all know Genesis chapter one, you know, the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. How was the world? Well, the world was without form. Darkness covered the face of the earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Are you with me? It's the same. My friend, when Jesus reveals himself, when Jesus speaks into your life, when Jesus shows himself to you, you know what happens? 
darkness flees and light comes in. Darkness flees and light comes in. Why do I need God today? Why do I need to sit under his ministry? Why do I need God the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus, to reveal the heart? In John 16, from verse 13, Jesus said, for he will take of what belongs, speaking about the Holy Spirit, he will take of what belongs to me and he will declare it to you. What does the Holy Spirit do? He takes from Jesus and declares it. Why does he declare? Because when his when he speaks into you, your darkness changes. Your darkness is transformed into light. Something happens right then and there when God speaks into your life. Paul goes on to write, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. This, this Revelation, this revelation that the Holy Spirit brings upon your life opens your heart, opens everything inside of you so that you understand the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. You see, suddenly there appears Jesus. There appears the words of Jesus. There appears, you begin to see what Jesus sees. You, are, you begin to experience exactly what Jesus experienced. In Hebrews chapter 1 and in verse, verse 3, the Bible says like this. Who, speaking about Jesus, who being the brightness of his glory, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Who was Jesus? Jesus was the brightness of the glory of God. If you wanted to understand the glory of God, you need to know Jesus. If you want to know this glory of God, this glorious presence of God, Coming under the glory, coming under the glorious cloud of our heavenly father, then Jesus needs to be manifest. Jesus' ways needs to come in. Jesus' plans need to come in. Jesus' purpose needs to come in. Why do I choose to obey Jesus? Why do I choose to follow him? Why do I submit to him? Why do I yield to him? Why do I... Uh, you know, take up the cross daily and follow Jesus. Why? The reason I choose to obey God, the reason I choose to obey Jesus is so that I can walk under the glory of God. It's a choice. It's a choice. If you want to see the manifestation of the glory of God upon your life, if you want to see the manifestation of the glory of God upon your life, Jesus. The Bible says, and the express image of his person. You know, you begin to see the person of Jesus manifest over your life. The person of Jesus. You suddenly begin to inhabit his character. You begin to possess his character. You begin to possess his lifestyle. You begin to possess his image. The express image of of Jesus. Can you see that? God created man in his own likeness and in his own image. Image. You put on the image of God. You put on the likeness of God. And the Bible says, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. What does the Bible say? It says, upholding all things by the word of his power. Upholding all things by the word of his power. It's something that you and I need to understand. What will keep things in place? 
What will keep things in your life in place? What will keep, maintain the balance? What will keep your life in balance is Jesus manifest in your life. Jesus is the one in your life who will uphold. Are you with me? Sometimes we think, you know, oh God, things are going out of control. Things are going out of shape. I can't understand anything. Come to Jesus, my friend. The secret is that. If you want to see a balance in your life, Jesus. If you want to see things kept in place in your life, Jesus. If you want to see yourself come into a place where you are secure, where you are protected, where your life is not ups and downs, mountains and valleys, where you're not just going one day up and one day down. And, and if, you're, if you're on a rough road of your life, Jesus. The secret is Jesus. The secret is Jesus. The Bible says, he is the radiance of the glory of God. He is the radiance of the glory of God. Romans chapter 6 and in verse 4. Romans chapter 6 and in verse 4. Paul talking about newness of life. He says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. What is this glory of the Father? It's the presence of God. It's the precious presence of the Holy Spirit. We read in Ephesians chapter 1, how the Spirit of God raised Jesus from the dead. What is the spirit of God? The spirit of God, where he is, is the glory of God. He is the glory of God. The Bible here, you know, Paul writing about the spirit of God writes here. He says, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. You see, when the spirit of God came upon Jesus, he was raised, raised in glory. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and me, we are raised in glory. We are raised in glory. We are raised in glory. What will turn this glory around? What is it that will, that will turn what will turn this glory around in Psalms chapter 2? The Bible says in verse 2, Psalms chapter 4 and verse 2, How long, O you sons of men, will you turn my glory to shame? How long will you love worthlessness and seek falsehood? What, what will turn the glory of God? What will take away this glory of God upon our lives? The Bible says two things. Loving worthless things. Number one, falling in love with worthless things. Things that have no value things that have no value to us as God's children. We live in a world. We live in the midst of many things. But we need to understand, not everything in the world is for us. The pleasures of the world, the sin of the world, the dark things of the world, you know, it, the, the, the love for worthless things. And the Bible says, seeking falsehood, falsehood. Things that are not real. Things that are not real. Things that are not the truth. But sometimes we can love them. We want to be with them. We want to sit with them. We want to do things that are really not of God. The Bible says, what does it do? 
turns the glory of God. He turns. Sometimes we become dry and empty because our eyes are wandering eyes, because our heart is a wandering heart, because sometimes, you know, we are frustrated, irritated, confused, and then we turn here and there, and then we lose out this glorious ministry of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. And we try to replace it with our mind. We try to replace it with thoughts. We try to replace it. We try to bring God into a box. We try to understand God with our mind. It needs to bear, it needs to somehow, you know, come into our understanding. And when we can't, we become dry and empty. But I want to tell you, my friend, the glory of God is God stirring our heart. God stirring our spirit, man. God beginning to stir our heart. This love for God comes because we are stirred on the inside by the Holy Spirit. A longing to walk with God comes because we are stirred on the inside by the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit of God begins to stir, Ezekiel 36, 27, 26, 27, God says, I will take away a heart of stone. Ezekiel prophesies about the new covenant where God promises that he would take away a heart of stone and give a heart of flesh. It's a promise. It's a promise to the new covenant church. It's a promise to the church that we live in today. God would take away a heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. That he would put his spirit within us and cause us to keep his statues and follow them. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes, one of the first things that happens in our life is the hard areas of our life go out. We become soft. We become tender. Gentleness. Kindness, goodness. It becomes us because our heart is soft, because our heart is flesh. You see, when our heart is hard, when our heart is like a stone, then we become bitter, envy, jealousy, strife, confusion. All kinds of things are there. They come and break us down. But when the Spirit of God begins to move, we begin to experience the glory of God. And when we begin to experience the glory of God, God begins to do awesome things in our lives. Tonight I want to tell you, my friend, God wants to fill you with His glory. He wants to touch you with His glory. His glory is the revelation of Jesus over our lives. You begin to hear God speak to you. When you begin to hear God minister to you, when your heart begins to be touched by the power of the Spirit of God, you begin to understand, oh, this is glorious. This is glorious. This is glorious. It's a place of protection. The children of Israel, God gave a pillar of fire by night and a cloud over them during the day. It's a picture of what God would give us under the new covenant. John the Baptist said, there is one coming behind me whose sandals I'm unworthy to untie, but when he comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You see? Glory and fire. Fire. Fire that burns off. That takes away that which is not of God in our lives. It is real. It's not just a feeling. It's real. Holy Spirit. Jesus. John the Baptist said, when Jesus comes, 
the Holy Spirit will come. When Jesus comes, the fire will come. When Jesus comes, he says, I am baptizing you with water. You know, I'm talking to you about repentance. I'm talking to you about a change of life. But there's something more. There's one coming behind me. His name is Jesus. He's coming with something more. Just not water, baptism. Just not with that alone. But there's something more. What is that something more? A Holy Spirit. Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And in fire. I tell you my friend. When His Spirit comes. Then the revelation of Jesus. Jesus becomes so real. Jesus his words become so real. His voice becomes so real. He speaks to us like never before. And when he begins to speak to us, there is glory. There is glory. That's what John wrote. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld, we saw, we were captured we were enwrapped by the glory of God. Enwrapped by the glory of God. Enwrapped by the glory of God. Ephesians 3.16 Paul prays to the church at Ephesus and he says that would, he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. What is the prayer? He says, I pray that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory what is the riches of his glory? To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Strengthened with power. The riches of his glory is you and I being strengthened by his power in our inner man. Tonight that's what God wants to do. He says, my son and my daughter, I want to strengthen you. I want to strengthen you. I want to, I I want to put my glory upon you so that you would be strong in your inner man. That you would not be tossed by every wind of doctrine. That you would not be tossed by every thought in your own mind. That's why Paul writes, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, I pull it down, he says. Even in my own thoughts, even in my own ways, if I am thinking something that really is not of God, then I pull it down. I don't even want to think of things that are not for me, that are not for me, that are not for me. Jesus, speaking about Jesus, Isaiah writes, prophesies in Isaiah 61 and 2, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Tonight, would you say to the Lord, Lord, anoints me. Anoints me. Help me, Lord, to experience your glory. God's voice over you. God's word to you. The manifestation of Jesus. Jesus promised us. He said, if you walk with me, I will manifest myself. You'll experience glory. You will experience glory. 
If you walk with me, you'll experience glory. You'll experience a deep moment with me. Glorious. Something that the world can never give you. Tonight, Father, we thank you. That each one of us can walk under that glory. Pray, O oh God, for every head bowed in your presence tonight. That your mighty hand will come upon them. Thank you that you are our healer. Thank you that you're our deliverer. Thank you that, Lord, you're the one, the glory and the lifter of my head. David walked with you. David understood what it is to know that when the glory of God is there, my face looks up. Today, thank you, God, that each one of us, our face can be lifted up because of the glory of God. I pray that, Lord, you would move us into seasons of intense moments with God so that we can be like the men and women of the Bible, so that we can walk in the promise that you have promised us with, so that we can walk in the ways of God. Take away from our lives that which is not of you. And give us your mighty anointing that we would walk with you, Lord. Thank you. I pray for every head bowed in your presence tonight. Those who need a miracle, pray tonight, O oh God, that we will receive a miracle into our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for those who, Lord, need to see a breakthrough in their lives. Tonight, O oh God, I pray your glory will come upon them. Breakthroughs will come. You'll make a way. Thank you, God. We submit to your will, your plan, and your purpose for our lives. For all that you will continue to do, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us in Deeper Life. The glory of God is real. Sit with the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, if John could be held, if John beheld your glory, I want to behold your glory. I want to know what it is. I want to know what it is. Bring me under the shadow of the Almighty God, the glory of God. Sit with Him. He will do wonderful things in your life. God bless you. I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week. Have a blessed week. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.